Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. For the past several weeks, what's been going on in our church, and often uh, this is how, how we kind of work it together, there's series of messages. We did a weird series uh, not too long ago, and that, that was really good. Uh, and, and then the last few weeks, we've been doing um, a, uh, a series on the fruits of the Spirit. And you see up on the signs, because the fruits of the Spirit are uh, 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 revealed at Christmas. And so we've been, we've been referencing the, the original cast. We've been uh, uh, referencing uh, people like Mary and Joseph, right, and shepherds, and uh, the, the magi or the wise men, uh, different ones. And we've been uh, looking at them and, and just uh, identifying the different fruits of the Spirit. Uh, so so uh, the series, and I'm just giving you an overview, not going into to, uh, the, the detail. Of course, love is the overriding uh, uh, fruit of the Spirit, which motivates us today. But we talked about joy, we talked about peace, uh, we've talked about patience, we talked about kindness, we talked about goodness, and, and today we're going we're gonna to look at faith. We'll look at faith, touch a little bit on, on, on gentleness, and then there's one more, there's one more message uh, that will uh, follow, uh, follow uh, up on, on today's message. I want to read a passage of scripture, uh, which uh, is the background for, for the theme. And actually, when you think about it, these uh, scriptures that I'm going to read uh, serve as the back, uh, backdrop for the last two series that we've been in. It's found over in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 7. This is Sermon on the Mount. And uh, Jesus uh, is talking. He says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. That, 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 that really concerns me. That, that, that uh, concerns me. I wish, I wish I would say to you that I, I lived in a constantly being disturbed over this, this verse because I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends that I, I, I'm, I, I pray for on a daily basis. I got a whack of people that I pray for on a daily basis. I hope you do too. I, I, hope, I hope there's people that you're just praying and you bring them and saying, God, somehow will you open up the door, uh, open up their eyes because I, I, don't want my, I don't want my friends. I don't want my friends going down the broad road. Do you? Do you? No, no. I, I, want them, I want them to know the way of Jesus Christ. And so uh, Jesus goes on to say, which, which is the backdrop for this, for this sermon, he says, watch out for false prophets. Did you know there's false prophets? That, that's alarming, isn't it? There's false prophets. He says, he says, watch out for false prophets. Jesus is talking. He says, they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. And then he says this, and this is, this is where we get our encouragement. This is, this is where as Christians we say, okay, aha, all right, they may exist, but we have the advantage. And, and this is what Jesus says to us. He says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. And then he goes on to say, he talks about a few more things. And so, so this whole series is recognizing certainly the, the fruit of the Spirit for our own lives, 
but also being able to detect other things that are going on because our spirit will bear witness with, uh, with truth and also with falsehood. So that, that's very important. So the theme for this uh, series has been by your fruit. Uh, they will know them. And we are to be known for our fruit as well. Uh, um, uh, this series uh, has been important to us uh, because in, 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 our, uh, in our world, uh, people are looking for the real deal. Uh, there, there are a lot of spiritual there are a lot of spiritual things going on in our world. They're not of God. They're not all of God for sure. Uh, and, and people have, because we're, we're built with a vacuum for spiritual things. And, and people want to fill that vacuum. And, and they're really looking and they're searching. And uh, some, some will do it with, with meditation. Uh, some, some will do it with uh, different uh, 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 sports of religions, uh, different things that they will just pursue to satisfy that, that, that spiritual longing. And that's why a series like what we've been in is so important to us because it's help, it helps us to be the real deal. Helps us to, to be genuine. Jesus said this, by this will all disciples know that you are my disciples because of your love one for another. That's found over in John chapter 13. Uh, and verse uh, 30, 34. During this series, we have had an opportunity to visit with the first Christmas, and we've reflected over God's incredible plan of salvation. At times, our pastor has caused us to casually look at uh, the role of the fruit, and then there have been times we've had to look inwardly, and we've had to be, uh, be as the Word of God says, the Word of God says, that we are to examine ourselves, let a man examine himself. And so that's what we've been doing for, uh, uh, for several weeks. Here, here's the thing. If Christmas, and we're still really in the season of Christmas, so let's, let's, let's take advantage of that for another few more days. How many still have your Christmas tree still up? Is your Christmas tree? Yeah, mine, mine's up. We're not going to take it down until probably New Year's Day. But, okay, it's still up, and we've been celebrating Christmas. We have a real light show going on in our house. Anybody else have a light show going on in your house? Good. All right. Okay. I have to turn off all the lights. It's, I'm getting a little tired, but that's all right. We love lights. Now, okay, if we're going to get the full impact uh, of, of Christmas, then the Spirit of Christ must be reflected in and through us. Our conclusion, our conviction is this, and this, this goes for any person that I can think of. And sometimes we're, we're, we're having struggles, and our society struggles, and you know you know our society is struggling, and I say this from the heart. Hear my heart, please. That our society is struggling uh, with identity, uh, and, and sometimes it's reflected in, in gender. And I find myself these days just assuring people, listen, uh, really, your gender, it doesn't matter to me. But what does matter to me is that you are a person and that God sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for everyone, for every person. And irregardless of where you're coming from, you need, like I've needed, is a personal encounter with the resurrected Christ. Because it's the personal encounter with the resurrected Christ that makes all the difference, right? The disciples, I mean, they followed Jesus for three years. They saw miracles. Uh, they heard his teaching. It was great. But man, in the final hour when Jesus was hung on the cross, they ran. They, they hid behind locked doors. What changed the disciples and has changed everyone from that point on in history is an encounter with the resurrected Christ. So that's why this, this series has been so important because 
what makes the difference in all of our lives and what really does release the fruit of the Spirit is an encounter uh, with uh, the resurrected Christ. Pastor Chad has said this. You know, he said that Christmas is, we, we need a Christmas, but Easter is more important than Christmas. And, 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 and we, we all understand, okay, yeah, it's one thing to have the birth, but it was, it was that death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ that makes all the difference. So we need both. But as, as to his point, the point is that, that Christmas, or Easter is more important uh, and then, than Christmas. So for a few moments, I want to take a look at the faith topic. Uh, we're going to talk about faith, and it, faith has many sides to it, but let's, let, let's, let's look at it for just a few moments, and we're going we're gonna to take a look at, you know, once again, let's take a look at some of the, the early Bible characters. Uh, the Christmas story, as you and I know it, is filled with faith. Uh, Mary conceived the Holy Spirit by faith. Uh, Joseph accepted Mary as his wife and believed she was pure. That was by faith. By faith, the shepherds around the field and heard the angels, and they believed and, uh, and paid a visit to the baby Jesus. Uh, by faith, the wise men, you know, you know about the wise men. They followed the star to see Jesus. It was by faith. By faith. Here's another part that sometimes we forget about, about the magi and the wise men. By, by faith, the magi, once they listened to the angel, when, remember, they went to Herod, and he wanted to destroy uh, all the babies, and the angel said, you go home another way. They, they, they listen. So, so the, the, the Christmas story is, is filled with people that responded in faith. And the Bible has a lot to say about faith. And all of us today are on a faith journey. And all of us are, are, are dealing with things that re- require faith. For example, over in Hebrews 11, verse 6. I love this verse. Uh, and it brings a lot of comfort to me, and, and hopefully it does for you as well. Over in Hebrews 11, verse 6 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many of you want to please God? Right? Raise your hand. Come on. Okay, good, good. All right. We all want to please God. And the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Romans 10 and in verse 17, talks about how faith comes. And, and how if you're, if you're questioning today your level of faith, this is one you really need to listen to because it really gives you the, the answer to how we strengthen our faith. And over in Hebrew, or Romans 10 and 17, it says, Consequently, faith comes. This is where faith comes from. From hearing the message. And referring to the word of God in this translation. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, the word of God. And that's why all the time, all the time, uh, as, as pastors, you're, you're, you're late to, uh-oh, Siri's getting carried away with my, sorry about that. <laughs> okay, that's why we as pastors, we are constantly uh, uh, encouraging you to be in the word. Because then we know the more that you are in the word, the stronger your faith will be. Romans 12, uh, verse 3 says this, uh, for, by grace, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, this is Paul talking to the church, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance, listen to this, with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So Paul's saying, listen, 
When you come to know Jesus Christ, at that moment in time, all of us are given a measure of faith. So we all start off. We all start off at the same spot. It's a good spot to start. So there's, no, there's not one of you that says, well, I don't have faith. No, yes, you do have faith. And God gave it to you. And, and what we do with it, of course, is, is certainly all important. And James talks about that. One of our, one of our, one of our favorite scriptures, and, and, and it makes sense to us, but he's talking about faith. You can't just have faith and let it sit dormant and think, okay, you can carry on. you got to do something with faith. Faith, faith produces some, something. Uh, faith instigates some things. So over in James chapter 2, uh, uh, James is talking about this, and he's giving the illustration to the church. And he says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs. In other words, don't give them anything. Don't give them any food. Don't give them any clothes. Just tell them, go on and, and go in peace. Uh, and he, he's talking about this. He says, what good is that? What good is that if you just say, oh, Lord bless you, and you don't do anything to help them? So he says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action or works, very sobering, is dead. So your faith has got to do something, and your faith has got to uh, lead you someplace. I like what Second uh, uh, Peter uh, chapter 1 talks about, and it's, once again, it's, it's, it's talking about the measure of faith that we've all been received, but now we're, we need to do something with it. And so Peter gives a, a list of instructions, and it's very encouraging. And it really uh, it helps you and I to appreciate uh, the, uh, the benefit of being in the Word and also being obedient to the Word. So beginning in verse 5 of 2 Peter chapter 1, he says this, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. All right, here we go. Are you ready? This is, these are the things. That, now, Peter gives us this, this, these instructions well, there's the fruit of the Spirit for sure, but there are things that you and I can do. There are things that you and I can actually apply to our faith, and it's kind of like measuring sticks. And so he says, add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to per perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, once again, there's love. And in all of those, uh, all of those, uh, all these verses or these words probably could be sermons by themselves. But then Peter says this. This is this is what really grabs my attention. He says, "For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you." I like that. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? See, that was that was the key. That that's if that's the only thing you get out of the sermon today. That's what you need to take home with you. And he says, he says, for if you possess these qualities in, in in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past. And so there's quite a warning there. So there's uh, obedience, being faithful, doing something with our faith. Okay, so there's a number of scriptures on faith. And you know what I was just believing this morning, and as a reflecting over the sermon today, I just believe that as the word went forth, 
Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That the Holy Spirit was just doing something for you right now. The Holy Spirit was just kind of coming to you where you're at in your situation, ministering unto you, reminding you something, that something was going on to cause faith to be released and, and uh, even added to something took place this morning. Now, the faith topic is really an important topic. It's, and it's something that Jesus did not handle lightly. As a matter of fact, Jesus asked a question. He asked a question about faith. He's been talking about an unjust judge and, and talking about what, what, what he, he does or doesn't do and how he keeps on re, de, deflecting people, and finally he gives in. But then Jesus, almost like it comes in from, from left field, it's just all of a sudden he says this. And it's a question that he doesn't answer. He leaves it up to you and I. He says, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. He's talking about the, the unjust judge. Now he says, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Okay. Now, I, I, I'm sure in Jesus' mind he knew that he's going to find faith, right? But I think the question was, is like, how much faith? You know, is he going to find faith in his church? Is he going to find faith in the, in the institution, the organization that calls themselves the church of Jesus? Is he going to find faith there? The assumption for us can be, you know what? I don't know if he is going to find faith in all that call themselves the church. What stirs in my heart when I, when I think about this question and think, Lord, for sure, I don't know. I can't answer for anybody else, but I want to answer for myself. When you come, I want you to be able to find faith in my heart. I want you to find faith in my life. I want you to find faith that is responding and growing and, 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 and causing me to be effective. And that is the kind of church that Jesus is, is, is looking for. There's, a, there's another question. Uh, that, that Jesus asked, and I just put this out because there are times that he asks questions, but he leaves the answers up for us, and he doesn't answer them. For, here's another one, Mark 8. Mark 8 says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? That's a question. He says, what good is it? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? He doesn't answer the question. He doesn't answer the question. And the reason he doesn't answer the question is because he wants you and I to think about it. He wants you and I to live responsibly. He wants you and I to be adding to our faith. He wants you and I to be growing uh, in, uh, in, our, in our faith. So we ask ourselves, where has this series taken us? We've been in a series and, uh, you know, if we're good scholars and Bible study or students of the word, we've got to ask yourself, where, where has this series taken us? We've been looking at it. Has it just been a, a kind of a rehearsal of the fruit of the Spirit, you know? And, oh, yeah, I've known that. Or is there, um, is there a, a destination that God has been taking us to because of this series? Um. Is there, is there something that, that God is wanting to release uh, in us afresh? And of course, the answer is yes. Of course there is. That, 
that God has been taking us as a church to, to a destination because he wants us to, to go to another level in him. God is never content that we just stay the same. We have looked into the past. We have examined ourselves weekly, and now we're on the brink of, of, of a new season. We're finishing up 2019, and, uh, and now we're, we're looking into the, to the future of, of 2020. And I always get excited. These are great opportunities for you and I to consider what is God doing. I love Think about it for just a few moments. I mean, it's 2020. It's called 2020. I don't think that that's something that you and I, that's just an accident for us. I believe there is spiritual significance for us. I believe that God wants to do something to, to increase our spiritual insight. Our spiritual insight, that, it'd be, that we would have a, a fresher understanding. That we would be able to understand uh, our times and be able to, to live our lives uh, uh, accordingly. So, um, part of my journey... Uh, on, on, a, on a daily basis is to, to read the Word of God. Uh, and I always, uh, for, for a number of years, uh, want to read the Word of God through every year. So I, I get a Bible plan, and, and, I'm reading the, and I read the Bible uh, through every year. Uh, this past year, uh, I have been um, uh, going through the Bible, and it has been um, with Nikki Gumbel. And Nikki Gumbel is the guy who founded Alpha, and some of you have been through Alpha, and we just had it, and it just had a, a great go. So this past Monday, and it really fit with the sermon today, this, this past Monday, Nikki has a devotional, uh, and, and it's, he talks about Bill Hybels. And he talks about a moment where, where Bill's faith, and actually others that are with him, are, are challenged. And I'm just going to read to you, this, uh, uh, this account, it comes from my devotion on uh, Monday. Um, Nikki says, and he's, he's talking about Bill Hybels now. And Bill, for just in case you don't know Bill, is Bill is a pastor of uh, Willow Creek, uh, just an uh, incredible leader, leader among uh, uh, pastors, and uh, certainly well-respected. guy that's been very successful, and yet at the same time, he's had a lot of challenges. He's had a lot of struggles as he went through, but he's still, he's remained uh, confident and faithful in the Lord. So he says this. In the spring of 2005, a young man named Clark, a close friend of Bill Heibel's son, died in a car crash. Very unfortunate thing. And um, uh, these are never easy. Uh, and uh, you uh, in this room today, there are many that can identify with some of these untimely uh, deaths. Uh, things that hit us come out of the left or right or whatever they may be. And so Bill Heibel's son uh, has this friend that dies in a car crash. And at the funeral, as the coffin was lowered into the grave, all that could be heard were the sobs of a family whose hearts had just been ripped out. So Clark's dad, Clark's dad, like any other dad that I, I could see and identify with, Clark's dad puts his head on Bill's shoulder, and, and he's crying. And he whispers to Bill, says, Bill, it, it, it can't end like this. Please, it just can't end like this. Could you identify with the father? Could, could you identify with his breaking heart? Sure. And in Bill Hybels, he, he makes this comment. And he says, this is about our world. 
the world that you and I are living in. It says, our world is wondering, will darkness and evil prevail? Will poverty just continue to increase? Will violence and war persist? Will marriage just keep breaking up? Will depression continue robbing people of joy? Does it have to end like this? And Nikki quotes Bill at this point. And, and he says that Bill responds, and Bill says this, in Christ, it most certainly doesn't have to end like this. He says, in Christ, it doesn't have to end like this. Because Bill, Bill had hope. Bill had hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. But he also knew that it wasn't just dependent upon his faith. It wasn't just dependent upon what he had done, but he knew it was dependent. At that moment in time, it was dependent upon the faithfulness of God. And that was where his confidence was coming from. And it was because of God's faithfulness that Bill said, no, it doesn't have to end that way. And I like where Nicky Gumbel goes with this. And he continues to write about the faithfulness of of God. And because we, we sing a song, we didn't quite sing it this morning, but it certainly was reflected in some of our songs. We talk about that our confidence, our confidence is based upon his faithfulness. And because of his faithfulness, that you and I can be confident and that you and I can have hope. And that's what releases faith in all of our lives. But uh, uh, he goes on to say, let me, I'm just going to share with you what uh, uh, Nikki said uh, as he responded to this, and, and this is what I like, and before I get to, to share with you what, what he says, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 13 talks about this as the end of the love chapter, and it really fits here. And it says, uh, and the greatest of these is faith. I like it. We've been talking about faith, but faith takes us someplace. And he goes on to say, but faith and hope. Hope. And, that's, and that's what Bill, in that moment, as he was able to, to impart to that father, he was able to, to release hope and it's because of Christ. And, and then Nikki follows up the conversation by saying, you know, we, the church, and he's talking to all of us today, we steward, get this, listen to, you got to hear this, because this is the message we have. We steward the only message on planet Earth that can give people with their hearts need the most, which is, and Nikki said, it's hope. That's what our world, world has, and that's the message that you and I steward. We have a message that says because of hope, sins, sins are forgiven. We can guarantee you today that as you are in this church, you came in this heart, and you had sin in your heart, and you've asked Jesus to forgive you. We can guarantee you today there's the hope of salvation that says that you will receive forgiveness of sins. We can guarantee you that today because of God's faithfulness, which releases hope. We have hope that prayers can be answered because of God's faithfulness. Because Christ right now is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. That's why we can say, we're praying with you. Let's pray together. We believe that God answers our prayer. Yeah, about our faith, and that's where we put our faith in him. But it's because of his faithfulness. Come on. It's because of his faithfulness and the hope that he gives. It's hope uh, that, that the doors of opportunity that seemed locked 
can be opened. Many of you right now, you have doors in your life that are locked. But we can say to you, because of God's faithfulness, that we have confidence that our God is the one that is able to come and unlock that door. The door that man has shut, slammed in your face. We want you to know that we serve one that is greater. Greater than any man, we with greater than any scheme that the devil can come against us. It doesn't matter. We serve one that gives us hope and confidence and that unlocks doors. And today, hallelujah, come on, hallelujah. We are the messenger. We steward the message of hope. We, we believe also that hope, uh, that we have hope that broken relationships can be reconciled. Come on. That's what we're all about today. If you're here today and you're coming out of a broken relationship or you're in one, we believe that God can come and reconcile. We believe that God can come and heal and, and, and bring together and restore and restore. What, what the enemy has done and, and, and destroyed today. It's, it's, the only, it's the only organization. It's the only, it's the only group on planet Earth that can give hope to, to broken relationships. Are you getting this? Are you understanding? That's why Bill says, no, it doesn't have to end that way because God's faithfulness. We have hope that broken relationships can be reconciled. We have hope that diseased bodies can be healed. That's why we prayed this morning. We have hope that damaged trust, and sometimes we've all had people that have let us down, but we have hope that damaged trust, hallelujah, can be restored. Because of his faithfulness and because of his confidence. Come on. Hope that dead churches, we got hope that dead churches can be resurrected. We've got hope that just because they haven't sensed the spirit of God in a long time, we don't believe that they have to stay that way. We believe because of God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. i got to stop preaching. I can tell you right now, I'm running out of steam. All right, here we go. Come on. That dead churches can be resurrected. Oh, that's enough. You might, go, you might as well go on home now. That's enough. We might as well finish the sermon right there. It's over. That's good enough. I used to know a preacher. That's what he'd do. He'd just close his Bible and say, you've had enough. Go home. <laughs> We're close. We're close. I, I do need to let you go, though. So Nikki, he says, he says, of all people, we must claim that hope and live in it and radiate it to others. And we must proclaim that message of hope to everyone, God gives us the opportunity. Oh, my goodness. Gives us the opportunity to influence. If we were taking time today, and we can't do it, but if we took time to consider all the people that we influence in this room, it would be overwhelming. It would be thousands of people that we influence in this gathering today in, in, in our world. He says, so he says, of all people, we must claim the hope and live in it and radiate it to others. And we must proclaim the message of hope to everyone God gives to us. That's why in the face of adversity, uh, instead of doing what the world would do, we respond with gentleness and meekness. And you've been hearing about the fruit of the, the Spirit. So we conclude by saying it was hope that Joseph had and he could. He could have had Mary uh, brought before the elders in stone, but he had hope. He knew that something else was going to happen. Joseph could have had, uh, had uh, Mary divorced, but he did not because he had hope. He had hope an angel had spoken to him. He says, okay, Joseph, it's going to work out okay. Joseph wasn't willing. He wasn't gullible or weak, but he had, he had hope. 
So, in the middle of your situation, there's still hope. In the middle of your situation, what do you need to hear? I love this. This is what I say at the graveside, and there's, there's some other pastors that are present with me this morning, and they've said it too, but at the graveside, we love this scripture. Because at the graveside, we say, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Janet, that's what we said. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We say that at the graveside because we got hope. We got hope that we know that we're going to see our loved one again, whether brother or sister, we're going to see him again because we have hope, the hope that Jesus Christ gives to us. So where are you this morning on your faith journey? Are you still following the star? It's okay. Or are you like Joseph and things are not going like you had planned for? Or hope for? But you're still choosing to follow his plan. We're still following his plan. Maybe you're disappointed and confused today. Joseph, things weren't working out quite like he wanted them, but he still was trusting. Or or are you like Mary this morning with the hope of the promise inside of you. It's the promise inside of you. It's moving and it's kicking, but it's not yet birth. And you're wondering about the timing, but you're still trusting God. Hallelujah. You're still trusting God that the answer is about to take place. We as a church are being called to a role of influence in our community. And that requires strong faith, increasing faith, requires corporate faith. We're in this together. It's not just about your faith individually, but corporate faith. So live your life underneath the fruit of the Spirit as we've been talking about, and live your life by faith with hope in the resurrected Christ. And let us not neglect meeting or neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let us encourage one another. Are you encouraged this morning? Come on. We have hope. We have hope that Jesus Christ has given to us. And I believe with all my heart, that even though we haven't seen things happen exactly the way, that in the new season that God is giving to us, that God has answers. God has mountains. He's going to move. There's doors that are going to be unlocked. There are relationships that have been broken. We have unsaved loved ones that have been resisting God, but God's pouring on His Spirit, and there's coming home. The prodigal's coming home. The lost is coming home because of His faithfulness to us. Time to let you go. Let's stand. I want you to encourage one another before you leave. This morning, um, I'm going to ask you to uh, just take a moment here with your heads bowed. Lord, I just pray today for everyone that's here. And Lord, uh, I, I pray today that uh, for, for those that, that have come into the service where They've been burdened down with, with, the, with the cares of life, just so many things. And, uh, Lord, today they, they, they needed to, 
to, to hear that. They, they needed to, to be reminded again of your faithfulness. And, and, and today they, they, they need to uh, once again experience what it is that I, they can walk out of this place and say, I have a hope that is steadfast and sure in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, today, uh, as, as, as we get ready to leave, I, I pray for those that are here today. I pray for those that are here today that, that have not given their heart to you. I pray today that this would be a time that people would come and give their hearts to Jesus. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you need to receive Jesus Christ into your heart, and I don't know why you wouldn't want Jesus into your heart, but I pray that this would be the day. And we want to pray with you today. If you want me to pray with you right now, I want you to just raise your hand and put it back down. Say, Pastor, would you pray for me in this closing prayer? Pray for salvation, coming back to Jesus. I'll pray for you today. I'll pray that encouragement be released in your life. Okay. I'm asking the worship team just to play uh, a song, and as they do, I'm asking for the prayer team to come to the front. And as the prayer team comes to the front, I'm going to have them stand across the front, and they're going to have an opportunity to pray with anyone here today. And, and uh, it could be a number of situations. I'm not going to even try to describe the situations today. But, but the Lord wants you to leave this place encouraged. He wants you to leave this place with faith uh, being released in your life based upon his faithfulness, which gives us hope in the midst of overwhelming circumstances. So, Lord, today, we just want to go out and encourage these people. Lord, we want to be an encouraging body of Christ. And so, Father, as, as, we, as we are with heads bowed and you're here today and, and, and there's, there's a situation, it could, be, it could be a number of things, I'm just in, inviting you right now to come to the front and to stand with these people. And all they're going to do is they're just going to be in agreement with you today. The Bible says, if two be agreed, it shall be done. And so, so today, you've you're, you got a situation that, man, Pastor, it's kinda, it, it seems hopeless. But I want you to know that, no, the God of the universe, his son, Lord Jesus Christ, stands before you today and says, there is hope. There is, because of my faithfulness, because of what I have done, there is victory. There is victory for you. So, so as, as the worship team plays, come find a prayer partner to come and just pray with you this morning. Father, this morning as we leave church, we go with a, an overwhelming sense of your faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for infusing us today with an awareness of your spirit and your faithfulness and your direction and your leadership in our lives. And we give you the praise and give you the glory. Thank you for what you've done in 2019. And we look so forward to what you're going to do in 2020. In Christ's name, amen. You're dismissed. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.